<laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome. I'm very happy today to be joined by these two beautiful ladies. Um, so we have first here uh, my my partner, uh, my beautiful Mer, um, and on the other side we have Von Galt. She's um, she's responsible for uh, these Buddhist mandalas books that that are, are taking a, a, a beautiful look at not just the, the, the Buddhist mandalas in, a, in an artistic sense, like, oh, this color, this shape, whatever, but also as to what their metaphysical implications are, as far as I'm understanding. And well, so, so Vaughn is very, I, I find her very interesting to listen to, and I have a great affinity with, with what she teaches. So I was very, very excited to have her join. So um, welcome, Bon, to Mystic Times. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Hi, Raphael and Mer. Rafa? Yeah. Rafa? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm excited. I love these topics. And I never really get an opportunity to have a, a male and a female couple host um, and to ask me questions about these higher energies, living in the higher energies and co higher consciousness um, pertaining to relationships um, and family and um, the children. So we're, we're going to kind of skip past like the 3D uh, religions and go straight to the more advanced stuff that is um, coming in really, really quickly. So for those people who are already there going, okay, we're here, now what? This is the conversation for you. Mm, yeah, we are, we've been diving into, into the idea of reality creation for some time. And, and it's, it's been so, so incredible and such a, a fast acceleration in our lives since we started playing with those concepts. Um, mm -hmm. So, um, Mer, I don't know if, if you wanted to, to just say hi or, or mention <laughs> yeah, anything well, before we start the Thank you the for, the, for the invitation. Hi, everyone. Um, yeah, I'm here to, to enjoy these conversations about all this mystic stuff. So Yeah, well, let me ask you two some questions because you guys, mm -hmm. you guys are coming into um, these higher levels of consciousness in different ways. And um, what have you been experiencing as you get into uh, these these concepts that you're studying and applying your life what have you been experiencing I am for for me today I was just uh, reflecting on I, I heard I listened to one of your recent shows and I was reflecting on on some of the changes in my life in uh, during I think I started with with uh, with the idea of reality creation like around something like one year ago or or maybe a year and a half something like that and it was very slow at the start like okay let's give this a try just just because but start suddenly you start getting more clear on what you want and you start getting more clear on 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 how to how to ask for it and and today I was reflecting particularly on, on, a, on a change that it's very personal. I, I'm getting emotional, but I've sensed my father changing uh, his personality very much. Like he used to be a bit more, more negative, you know, and he still is kind of that way. But I've seen him grow and, and become more, 
more even um, uh, affectionate, you know, and and smiling more and and trying new stuff, you know, things that I, I and that's not how he used to be. Never. Not at all. No. Oh, you know your father. You've had him your whole life. You know how his personality type. Yeah. So he's. So because you were doing um, your inner work mm. in raising your consciousness and your frequency, the father that you have started to adjust to your new frequency, which was much yeah. more peaceful and, I, and loving. I've mm. sensed that kind of thing with, with people around me uh, since I started on my spiritual journey, perhaps seven, eight or, or around 10 years ago, perhaps. I've, I sensed that that kind of like reality shifting a little bit to to conform to the inner work, but it was a lot more subtle, you know, uh, like um, because. Let my, me ask my, you something, yeah. uh, Rafa. Your father, this, this is the the history has it had. Are there elements in the history that's slightly different? No, I don't think so. At least not not, yet. Okay. I, I haven't poked into into questions of, of that okay. yet. Yeah. I know I know what you mean that you, you've had cases of people with, with stuff like that, but I, I haven't asked, so I'm not sure about okay. but before it was like um people getting um like you know when, when you when you when you're starting your journey and, and you're like, no, that person should change before I but but then they tell you no. You do your inner work, and the the outside world will will change accordingly. And yep. it's it's not, at least for me, it wasn't taught to me in a very metaphysical way. It was more like mm -hmm. you will be changing your own attitude, and people will be responding to that. But now it's more like you're sometimes interacting with another person or with another version of of the person. Or, mm -hmm. you, We've talked, uh, you've talked sometimes about timelines and yeah, maybe I've, I've mentioned it on, on an interview or, or another, uh, timeline jumping and I don't know, there's, there's something weird that we're doing and it's not weird really, we've always been doing it, right? Yep. Yeah, we're all, we're all doing it. Um, it's, what we're doing is we're, we're shifting into different realities based off of our inner compass, our inner frequency. And I've proven this in um, book one of Buddhist mandalas, um, Explore Parallel Realities with Sacred Geometry. Um, and you can come into this on your own, and there's many different ways in which you can come into this. Um, so everybody's going to have a different journey. But the first book of Buddhist mandalas, uh, when people read that, it just as a caution, do not be surprised that it will rewire your consciousness to a higher fifth dimensional level or higher frequency. Okay, um, just by studying sacred geometry and understanding that you are energy. That's all you are is your energy. It's been scientifically proven that you are energy. And uh, in Buddhism, we call it mandalas. In Jewish, Judaism, they call it your Merkaba. It's your aura field. You know, whatever names you want to call it. I prove it I've proven it very concretely with science and also Buddhist knowledge that we are energy. And these are the avatars, the sims in which we get to play in. The storyline we picked from uh, the catalog of the Akashic records of the universe, okay? And we are all fractal expressions of source code, of the universal consciousness that we would call the universe, God, Allah, 
it doesn't matter what you call it. Um, and Earth is one of an expanded list of existences that our souls could have incarnated into. And I proved that very, very succinctly in book one of Buddhist mandalas. So um, I also work with a lot of clients uh, around the world. Um, you know, I have, I work IT in the daytime, a normal working mom, and then I do this stuff for fun and also just to provide my services. But as people come into real awakening, okay, in Buddhism, Awakening is someone who realizes that they exist in a holographic reality that is responding to the commands of its user, which results in consciously creating both individually and collectively. So what does that mean? What a real awakening mean? That means your reality is going to be different from what you previously experienced. That's literally what that means. Okay, so if if you're thinking you have an awakening and you haven't gotten your own personal Mandela effects where um, I just ha actually had a client two days ago who wanted to raise her consciousness and she didn't understand this concept of shifting realities within your, your psyche and your consciousness that the outside world is just shifting to match you. You're just going from one version of reality to another and she didn't understand that. And so I asked her some questions and she vehemently told me no Nelson Mandela died in prison I watched it on the news he died in prison with my family we watched it and I said are you sure and she said yes and then I asked her about um about uh, some other things like uh, Ed McMahon. And she said, yes, in my childhood, I watched the commercials of Ed McMahon delivering those prize checks with the balloons and the prize van. I watched it every single time when they were gonna announce it. I remember that that was my childhood. And then I had her look at her phone and none of that happened. Mm -hmm. It does not happen in this reality. Mm -hmm. It took her 10 minutes to compose herself before she, we got into the session because she just had physical evidence that um, she had experienced something that does not exist anymore. She has went to a different reality. And that's, and that's just the fun stuff, the local stuff. But when people come into um, consultation and they're having it happen in their personal life, where people in their family are, since they start doing this inner work, are different than they remember. Like overnight, instantly, they are different than they remember. Some people will even get um, people in their family or even themselves who have different eye color than they remember. Um, I just did a, a, a book interview with uh, the interviewer. He, he comes from a family. He has green eyes for his whole life. It changed to brown after he had read one of the books and started trying to dive into this stuff to just kind of because he was curious about it so he went from conspiracies to conspirituality mm -hmm. <laughs> so anyways but his eye color change has been like that for months now and lots of these kind of things happen people are going why why are why is this happening to me in my life why are people in my life change completely change sometimes a completely different back history and i'm arguing with my family about what happened in certain things because they 
experience something different than what I experienced. I have clients who, who, who have that. So these, these almost kind of like spiritual crises is happening more often as you get further and further into this. And it's not something to be scared of. It's very, very normal. Mm-hmm. In Buddhism, we call it um, your awakening is you're starting to become aware of reality and aware person within the, the matrix within the Dharma, the nature of reality is what we call Buddha. Mm-hmm. Okay. So everyone who is aware of them navigating between different versions of reality is a Buddha because they're aware. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you don't know that you are shifting between different versions of reality and there's different people that you are engaging with upon different shifts, you're not there yet. You haven't had a real awakening because it gets very metaphysical. You have dominion over reality. Mm-hmm. And that's what we taught Yeshua Ben Yosef um, in the schools when he was alive. And so it was, we also taught it to Miriam Magdala, which is in book two, you guys. It's coming mm-hmm. out. This is the proof version. So um, in about another week or two, I'll actually uh, approve it to be bought. But um, this is um, Tara, and she's another female Buddha. Mm-hmm. And she teaches about liberating from the matrix. Yeah, and that and that's what that's the shirt that Rafa has is Kuan Yin, and she is the Bodhisattva, and also a Buddha that liberates in the Matrix as well. And she's on the first cover of um, Buddhist Mandalas One. Um, this is the the proof version that I have, but it, the real one doesn't have that. But anyways, um, she's wonderful in kind of like kind of easing you into it. And then Tara for book two, it's wonderful in kind of shaking. Mm. <laughs> you out of your slumber and getting you to all right are you ready for next level existence because um it's kind of fun it's kind of fun so um but that is an awakening and because people are awakening worldwide and they're getting these reality shifts now all of a sudden the concept of not focusing so much on out there changing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm makes sense Mm -hmm. but you were saying just now um until you have um mandela effects in your life you're not there quite yet yeah you're not as aware so it's like this we are all we are all energy and um we all set up um different things to happen in our lives this is the vessel in which we chose to write our story for this chapter of our soul's existence um but a lot of people it's almost like you're driving blindfolded you're kind of a drunk driver in the dark and you're kind of stumbling from one reality to another and and you're kind of going oh that's different and then you're not paying attention and you go something else pops out of the blue and you just oh you just put it push it aside and you just most people are just basically driving around um unconscious not knowing that they are just they are shifting realities Mm -hmm. and then maybe one day um they meet a passerby or something happens in their life and they start doing their inner work and all of a sudden they start learning how to navigate their merkaba their vessel a little bit more clearly 
um, they start paying attention to the road and the things around and the experience is much more pleasant um, and the ride is much more pleasant. So that's the difference between somebody who is aware of navigating between realities and creating from within the different elements of reality within their psyche and themselves and somebody who's doing it unconsciously waiting for everything out there to change before they you know and 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 in in buddhism we all we talk about is your consciousness what level of consciousness are you at what level of awareness because as you raise your energy up higher and higher um everything around you will change to match that higher frequency okay yeah so it's just like, Rafa, when you started, you were saying that you, you came into this stuff um, looking at the conspiracies and looking at some kind of fun fringe elements. And then you started to really try it out for a change and you started doing your inner work. You started kind of trying to not focus so much on everybody out there being what you want them to be, mm-hmm. not, not focus so much on the world being utopian like right now. Um, but just accepting everybody's having their life lessons and they're going through the journey and you so you start working on your own inner stuff and then all of a sudden uh those negative hostile elements of society started leaving you and the ones that are more pleasant started coming attracted to you that's how it works it's, and it's subtle it's not an instant if you, all of a sudden you saw a skyscraper pop out of the blue it might scare you a little bit. That's happened to me so, a lot. Where I'm like, "Oh, that's a different building. That's a six foot tall building." <laughs> yeah, and the story of of my own, but but we have a very shared uh, spiritual journey. Uh, it it it's it basically started for both of us kind of around the same time. Uh, before we before we knew each other, we were both going through 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 awakening moments and. And then we, we we met while at the same time meeting our spiritual teacher. And so it was kind of a fast track for us. Uh, mm-hmm. But maybe maybe that's a, another story because it's it's super super interesting and and uh, and emotional. Well, how did you guys long. meet each other? Because like always attracts like. Okay, so mm-hmm. you guys have the same energy. So how did you guys well, last get pulled week, together? Last week I was uh, remembering that uh, in 2012, the, that year for me was like a big portal that changed my whole reality. So mm-hmm. what you said uh, is so real for me because I feel like uh, this one is another mm-hmm. completely different version. I, I don't know. It's, I, what was the old version of you? like in the other reality like living in so deep into 3d and so disconnected from herself and from his uh, purpose in life or her intuition and it's very weird because when i look to my childhood i can remember that at night you you talk about a child and and all these um, experiences they are having and I remember Mm -hmm. that when I went to sleep I always could see like uh, galaxies always when I was very very little and I don't have many memories about that year 
but I, I remember that when I went to sleep every night, I saw this kind of galaxies, like I was floating there. And I never asked my mother or nobody around because deep inside I knew like everybody can see this. It's not that I am special or everyone can see this. It's, it was mm-hmm. like, a, like a truth. I don't know. But then something happened. I don't know. We forget. And I was living like a life that was not meant for me. I don't know. It sounds like crazy, but I can see now like a puzzle that everything I was walking was not the life that was meant for me. So suddenly I was walking this path that that was Mm -hmm. so 3D structured and something dissolved this, Mm -hmm. uh, like a deep grief and uh, a connection with death and I saw it in a in a so compassionate way and I was so present and I was just like uh, 19 years old so Mm -hmm. it was huge for me but I I could leave it with so with so strength and yeah I couldn't believe that I was able to 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 hold the space for a people so dear to me dying yeah. in, alone in another country and then I started like uh, remembering these episodes from my childhood mm-hmm. and connecting to my intuition and then when everything uh, stopped there I knew a new chapter was evolving and starting and I came back to Uruguay and I was like so attracted to this city that I never lived here before and I literally went to his job door I knocked there and he was uh, the receptionist there Uh it was a hotel so (laughs) I remember that when I saw him I was lost in his eyes and I'm like, wow, this is the guy I, I write that I wanted to, to meet. Like every detail, I when I was so lonely in another country and, and mm-hmm. having this uh, sad experience, one day I, I wrote down like uh, all the characteristics of a guy I wanted to meet and my future life and all that. And suddenly when I, when I travel and I, and, and I was here and he opened the door, I was like so surprised that he was like just the, the, this guy I described in, my, in this piece of paper, everything, a musician, yeah. uh, everything, everything. So it was like so huge that moment. And at the same yeah. time we were meeting our teacher I didn't know it was our spiritual, my first spiritual teacher. Mm-hmm. And then we travel and we have many things in common. We spend hours easy. and hours. Yeah. yeah. Like, like uh, yeah. talking and, mm-hmm. 
and it was amazing so yeah that thing that you started to experience and everything changed around I feel that every time I went I go to a place everything changes mm. I don't know like for example you can almost see it happen too when you go to a place all yeah. the people who are are feuding and fighting they slowly get up and they leave the restaurant yeah and then all of a sudden new people that are happy come in the shift changes you, you, yeah you, and you even change. even perhaps we moved from from one place to another and in the in the new place that we moved uh, different people started moving out and be replaced by by people with with better with with more energy. positive energy yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 and what you describe mercedes is basically um you know it it all happens so sudden like very very subtle it's not like a drastic change but when you look back at it you're like wow I'm in a completely different space, mm-hmm. but as it's happening, it's all very subtle. You know, you, you, you it's like it's like following the wind. You like you slowly walk away from the the bad weather into shelter, and then you slowly come out when the sun comes up, and it's just very smooth and gradual. But as you get into this and you become more aware of reality as it's happening, you can actually see the energy change in environments that you go on, um, and that you go in. And you can see the energy in, um, or feel the energy in um, different rooms, in different events, and go, I'm not really feeling that, or I'm really feeling this, or whatever. So, you know, you have to have that intuitive knowing, but those are normal six senses, and people who are of higher frequency, who are working on raising their consciousness, is going to tune into um, source code much, much easier, and everything works much much more clear it's like your navigation in your car is much much more clear it's going to be much more intuitive your intuition your spirit guides your heart set whatever you want to call it that attuned nature is going to be much more um in sync with you it's a much much more pleasant way of living you don't have to try so hard and fight so hard um because you know that everything is just changing to reflect what's in here Mm. So who cares what happens out there? <laughs> Let them figure it out. They'll learn. Eventually, they will all get to the place where they're focusing on what's in here and to their level of consciousness. And there's a lot. Buddhism is one way. And that's what I talk about. But there's a lot of other ways and a lot of great um, South American um, shamanism and other traditions that can also get you there as well. And that you can learn and grow from and continue to grow from because it, it is an evolution. So, um, you know, as you change from one version of yourself and you have learned what you learn, um, then if you want to go to greater experiences, you will evolve and accept another version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And just, it's like changing clothes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So if you're going to go to a dinner party, you change, you change, change out of your, your <laughs> flip-flops from the beach. You just, you're just changing clothes. And when you change clothes, you have a slightly you're still you you have but you have a slightly different demeanor you talk slightly different if you're in the country club as compared to just randomly um, on the beach you know eating street tacos or whatever you you know so all we're doing is changing clothes it's still us we're just changing the experience and changing the equipment that we go into and so like if I am 
like uh Mira, Mira, what you were saying is you know you had it's it was almost like um a death of the old version of you when you embrace a, a another version of you a much higher version of you but you still appreciate the older version of you for what it went through and getting you here and all of that um so all of the different versions of you are valid because they get you from place to place and you're taking them all with you for the journey as you increase and go into higher and higher experiences okay so never think that you know when when one version of you is dead it's it's a sad thing it is happy that you are stepping it up because it's going to go there with you all of the versions of you go with you to the higher elements and they all get uh, consolidated so the thing that's interesting also um, in book two of Buddhist mandalas, Christ consciousness of a multidimensional Merkaba, is that because we are all traveling in our mandalas, in our aura and energy fields, um, timelines can collapse. Mm -hmm. And as timelines collapse, because you'll have people, I'll have clients who go um, when they're questioning reality shifts and changes of reality within their conscious I'll have a set of clients who say um I remember seeing Nelson Mandela die in prison and then I have a set of clients who say no he became I watched him become president of South Africa and he died in his late 90s two different type of clients they're sitting in my office uh talking about weird nuances in their reality and the things that are happening to them uh, that they can't really quite Put their hands or grasp this whole consciousness phenomenon that's happening to them and so you have two different people two, two different sets of people sitting here talking about this stuff so what does that say the timelines are collapsing people from different timelines are collapsing into the same one okay because for whatever reason they're matching and coming into the same one so um usually when consciousness creates some kind of uh dual nature polarity like up down right left good bad when they start collapsing thing that means that it's a metamorphosis something else is better is going to come out of it mm -hmm. okay kind of like a flower bloom mm. like a lotus <laughs> so so it, it is kind of scary when you're living through metamorphosis because people are kind of crazy society acts really weird um, because not everybody is aware of what is happening to themselves and to reality. And so if you are work, if at some point you just shut off the, the monkey mind and the chaos of the world and just go in and work on in, you will navigate through this bubble reality much more smoothly. And, you know, and, uh, it's going to be much more pleasant experience as compared to other people who are, like I said earlier, driving through reality with blindfolds, just kind of like crashing here and crashing there and getting angry at everybody and everything mm -hmm. for being in their way. Even you don't feel scared or, or fear if something so dramatic like what happened last year happened. You are like you have like a serene confidence, like everything's gonna be okay and everything was meant to be like that, and everything is perfect. So you just 
have like this trust. I don't know. It's it's like you you write smoothly, like you say. You, yeah. Like yeah. Don't, you don't worry. And don't worry. It's evolving just the way it has to be, and you are always in in confidence. And that's mm -hmm. something I I I discover during all this. Uh, portal thing and it's very interesting I, your books and what and your your labor because when I started I also started painting my mandalas mm -hmm. and I don't know mm -hmm. why one night I I suddenly wake up and paint mandalas and for a while I was painting um, this kind of uh, what kind of mandalas were you painting were they just all a little different yeah they were all different and i don't know one night i was i painted like uh, 16 mandalas in one night that's 16 different people that you're going to attract into your life to have different energy signatures wow mm. yeah well this was many years ago so yeah you are this yeah true <laughs> yeah you were just feeling the energy of different because each mandala that you were wow you felt compelled to draw are slightly different from another and they all have a different energy signature when you look at them they all feel a little different those are 16 different portraits of people yeah you're going no, to track track into every, your life every one of them was really different and with uh, with so many details and then i i started painting them like in in from 2d to painting in acrylics Mm -hmm. because I felt like like uh, acrylic is like uh, with water and it's I don't know I feel like uh, really in tune with my intuition like mm -hmm. the, the water element so then I started painting this on, on wood and yeah I don't know it was like a amazing experience mm. yeah 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 that, that, that's a really good exercise and um, you know you might be ch painting uh, the mandala of um, some of your future off offspring mm -hmm. <laughs> coming through. Oh well. So, well, you know, we'll find out. Yeah, uh, they'll pick. They'll they'll go through the art and they'll pick the one that they like. That's me. I like this one. And I want this one. <laughs> so, but um, yes, the thing that's very interesting about this is um, because, you know, a lot of a, a lot of my sixth sense clients also have children and a lot of their children also have dormant sixth senses that are coming in so their parents are um, or the adults are coming into their awakening or they've been awakened and they're getting further into it and they're leveling up their ascension process which is i mean ascension is basically raising your energy field that's all it is ascending mm -hmm. that's it ascending you just said ascending and raising your energy field um by living the best version of you and as a result of living the best version the more positive version of you you actually affect yourself and those around you and they've already scientifically proven this so you put negative people into a positive environment positive people are going to leave or they're going to turn negative <laughs> you put positive people into a negative environment the negative people are either going to become positive or they're going to leave. Mm -hmm. You know, that's basically, it's, it's a very simple formula. So you don't go anywhere for your ascension. There's nowhere to go. It's not going to go. There's nowhere to go. That's all thinking out there. That's still thinking out there. Mm -hmm. 
it's within your level of consciousness. You raise your consciousness up to a higher um, dimensional awareness, uh, a higher perception of reality, and the outside world matches um, you. Yeah, and you mentioned it's very like, simple. And you mentioned also like um, because I'm feeling like the earth, or I like to call it well, not me, but everyone calls it that way like the this Gaia consciousness that it's like mm -hmm. feminine um, energy of the earth is not like the planet the 3d rock floating in the in the galaxy but mm -hmm. a feminine consciousness that is Gaia that is the consciousness yep. of earth that is rising too so we are rising with her what mm -hmm. is your thoughts about this because you mentioned this a few yeah <laughs> yeah I um I, I've done a lot of uh, book interviews about this but basically a lot of indigenous cultures worldwide um at around 2012 some did a little bit earlier but you have Native American tribes Mayans you have um Polynesian tribes of Easter Island tribes um you have Buddhism I mean a lot of a lot of cultures all, all over the world and, and they didn't all you know become movies like 2012 did with the Mayans but um, basically all we did was acknowledge the end of a cycle on earth her processional cycle and um, that's it and then after this processional cycle ended at, at around 2012 which in Buddhism is 2555 the Buddhist era um, which is a number of change which is changing over to a new cycle And the new cycle is, uh, is when humanity, and there is no time frame, it all happens within everybody's consciousness, okay? So you, there's no prophecy where you sit there, it's going to happen on March, so date on 2025, it's going to be right in, no, that's thinking out there again, that's still thinking out there, it happens within you. Um, and it doesn't matter if you're living in what you think is a 3D world or a 5D world. I mean, there's fifth dimensional people living in a 3D world. I mean, what do you think Yeshua was? Mm. Kuan Yin, Buddha, 5D in a 3D world. Mm. All right. Lucky for everybody else. <laughs> But luckily, luckily for us in this time, there's so many people who are of higher consciousness and they're beyond the push-pull, the tribal feuds, the religious indoctrinations. They're beyond that. And there's a lot of those people. And, I'll, uh, and I, I have a podcast uh, where I talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. And it's basically all about consciousness, just raising your consciousness. So Earth changed over at around 2012, and she was already doing it naturally. And I've proven this with the Schumann Resonance Um, in the first Buddhist mandalas book. And what they found is that she was uh, increasing her hertz frequency. So they, just like they measure earthquakes, mm. um, a pending earthquake coming to happen, they measured um, the earth's Schumann resonance, which is like her heart song. And it was slowly spiking. Um, but then after 2012, it was spiking even higher. So what they found in science is that when the earth, her electric magnetics spike um they found that out of studying 80 different countries some had renaissance and wonderful things happened in the society and others had warfare 
and they it's the same thing that you apply in your life in these higher energies if you have issues in your life and you have issue of yourself in society what is going to come up for you is your problems so you can work on it Mm -hmm. and if you don't work on it it will come back in another creative way Mm -hmm. to work on it and it'll keep coming back faster and faster and faster until you work on it Mm -hmm. it's not a punishment it's a gift Mm -hmm. and that's what they found happened when they studied 80 different countries whenever the earth does these higher energies that she brings in on the flip side for the countries and for the people who have worked on um, their dense issues about themselves and about society, and they have learned from their life lessons, they've learned to create much more um, responsibly. Um, what is going to come up is more of who they are, is more opportunities, more peace, more abundance. Uh, you know, you it, it, it's actually quite easy. It's not very, it's not very hard to understand. It's very simple. So, um, so for couples like you and, cup, and, and for people like me and my family, um, there's a pandemic, but it's been very smooth and pleasant. It hasn't really, it hasn't really been a struggle. We've just been playing over the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's almost like, it, it, yeah, it's almost like I've had people who go, I don't know how you can say 2020 was or 2021 is, is, a, is a wonderful year. I said, well, technically for me, it, it was. I started a podcast. I wrote two Buddhism books. <laughs> so, um, yeah. It, it was the same my- for us. We we like um, went deeper into our work um, as as meditation um, guides or what's the name? The meditation Instruct- instructors. Mm-hmm. And, and our work with myself with, with sound healing um, mm-hmm. and, and working with groups. And we even, we even saw the opportunity when the, when the thing started back in March last year to, um, to offer uh, free, free guided sessions like meditations and breathing exercises and stuff for our, for our friends and our community and the people that right. follow us on Instagram. And and it was like a very, a very expansive year for us. Even though there was some some unknowns, some fears, some all of that is is acknowledged. But you don't give in to that. You don't get say, stuck in there. Exactly. Yeah. You say, okay, this is the terrain that I'm working with, but I'm still going to to continue doing my inner work because I know that whatever I I work in myself radiates outside and 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 whatever returns back is what's best even though mm-hmm. it might look like something dangerous or or very or something very scary mm-hmm. yeah yeah and during lockdown we were i was um i was called <laughs> to to give uh, advice or uh, meditations and yoga classes uh, to um, different um Empresas, Businesses business or... business um, offices and mm-hmm. things like you sometimes uh, mm. charge because you think oh they are so into 3D and they are in this uh, mentality mm-hmm. but suddenly they were calling my services and I was just working here yeah. at home and for me it was like a, yeah it, it was not that difficult so yeah 
So your, your business kind of grew. Now, are you charging for your businesses? Because you could do pro bono. You know, I do pro bono as well, but you also you also have value and people you should charge for your services. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, just like doctors charge for their their time. Yeah, okay. we they were, do pro bono as well, but yeah, we were doing both things. At, okay, good. Time, you so. gotta be able to support your livelihood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah There's nothing not, wrong I'm, with I think it's an, a very important lesson in the spiritual journey when you start developing uh, I don't know, abilities or, or things that you can share with others to help them in their healing and in their journey. Uh, mm -hmm. One of the very important uh, things to work on, on yourself is, okay, uh, do, you, do you dare to charge for your services? How much are you going to charge? Mm -hmm. Find the... the Find don't, the balance. Yeah, don't, don't be like, oh no, spirituality, oh, then it has to be free. Mm -hmm because mm -hmm. you still have to pay your bills at the end of the day mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. person will will benefit more and will be more open to to receive whatever you can you can offer if they have a, an an investment that is valuable yep. for them yep they have to buy into it they have to buy into it you know this it's, it's the same as um if if this wonderful food is free people are like what's the catch mm -hmm. <laughs> or maybe they'll get it but then they won't give you such a great review as if somebody you know charged something for the same um plate of tacos and, um, on the beach and they go oh this is really great right. because they bought into it so there's there's something that's happened that happens in um human consciousness that like we have to put we have to do an exchange if mm -hmm. we don't do a fair exchange then we don't feel like um that we're going to get equal gratification so yeah and that's a really say, important lesson you say buying into it and and also I, what comes for me is another word that is belief so when you yes. buy into something is because you're believing it and mm -hmm. if, and people believe in in money more than than many other things so it's a it's a good uh, way of of buying into the belief that whatever mm -hmm. this person is going to share is going to help me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and 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 money if you just replace money as love you're just exchanging love you're just exchanging love that's all it is i'm going to give you a competitive amount of love for what you're giving me you're pricing yourself competitively so you're not you're not undervaluing your services or yourself and your time and your energy because it is draining yeah. It's very draining to to offer these yoga classes and meditation classes and facilitate consultations and all of that. Um, and and you you offer a service that helps people um, move forward in their life. It uplifts them. It's like a psychologist or a counselor charging for the time. Yeah. You're doing the same thing. So as people get into their awakening and their ascension work and they, they start um, looking and exploring, especially with um, people like you two who are very entrepreneurs type, they start looking at ways to um, kind of be more 5D, more fifth dimensional or higher in their business. And I get a lot of clients who come in for um, consultation, hypnosis, six sense consultation, and how can I incorporate some of this metaphysical stuff into my business? Mm -hmm. um, and it's very, very easy. So I have a client who is starting a healing retreat but she loves to paint. Her husband loves to do workout. They'd also love to cook and eat. They want to try a garden. So they want to have all these interests. And it was very, very simple. Set up your bed and breakfast, healing retreat 
offer workshops throughout the day. Your painting workshop, meditation workshop, yoga workshop, uh, your breathing exercises workshop. Give everybody a dowsing rod. Go walk the nature trails in your property and go and look for fairy rings and um, portals and high energy. I mean, they just just and and at once once they started looking at all these different ways. At, their, and their garden, they can teach organic gardening workshops and then also cooking workshops with the produce that they, they grow in their garden. Um, they, they do three course menus um, for uh, date night and dinners that they offer on their, on their ranch. I mean, once they started thinking creatively about how they can use these, um, you know, these higher energy type of services, they, it, they ran out of uh, paper to put on their brochure because they offer so much and so they had to kind of pare down. So see how easy it is when you're thinking those higher dimensions and you're thinking those higher levels of consciousness, how easy it is to find new and new ways to create your livelihood and still have so much fun doing it. Yeah. So definitely lots of services to offer and a lot of people loving all these different offerings as well so there's some ideas for you guys in your business mm -hmm. thank you <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah i i wanted to to go a little bit um into into the idea of the of six sixth senses six senses <laughs> uh, yeah yeah because because you were um i mean we we just came back from from a vacation so we Ooh, where we, to we took we took a few a few days because we've been working so much and and not valuing uh, the the need for for downtime for rest for reconnecting with nature so we went to a, a place in the coast uh, mm. Uruguay in the in the eastern coast uh, it's extremely beautiful and very very um, very what you call very untouched you know very few houses and lots and lots of nature and there's 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 prairies, there's beach, there's the ocean, there's everything. Mm -hmm. Trees, there's birds, there's cows, whatever. Anything. And, and something that happened to me particularly is that uh, one one evening when I was going, uh, I, I'm doing the, you know, Reiki, I'm doing the 21 days of self-Reiki. And mm -hmm. I was uh, doing one of those. And at some point, I, I very clearly heard voices that immediately I knew it was other people's thoughts. And know? what were they saying? What I, were they saying? I don't really remember what they were saying. It was more like... Um, what did it feel like? Yeah, it was like like worrying or or being yeah. unable to to disconnect from, from the energy of the city, perhaps people that just got there or something like that. Mm -hmm. It was that, that kind of, 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 of sense, you know, but... Uh, I, I intuitively knew it wasn't mine. It wasn't um, some other being speaking. It was, oh, wow, these are people's thoughts. So I was like very in, in, in tune perhaps at that moment. And it mm -hmm. was able to, to receive that, that understanding. And it was, it was a first for me. It was a first, yeah. yeah. So and that's, and that's very common. So these six senses, as you raise your frequency, you are going to be seeing more of the world and you're going to be experiencing more of the world and more of reality because you're connecting to that um, crystalline consciousness within you or that christ light within you and they've already scientifically proven this that everybody is connected so if you hurt somebody else your brain has the same 
hearts light, light up as if you're hurting yourself because we're all connected. And when people within their consciousness, and they've proven this in science that we can reach up to 11 dimensions within our brain, because that's how they can measure right now is their brain. They don't, they're still working on learning how to measure the heart energy, um, but they, they, they know how to measure the brain um, in science. But as people become more higher dimensional awareness, they are going to tune into more of reality, which means you're going to tune into more people's unconscious uh, musings. Mm. And I've actually had a client who um, came in because that was one of her first six senses. And it was overwhelming because she, it was like a freeway of nonstop paranoia, worry, guilt, all those negative things that people think. If you ever wanted to know what people think about, most of them are negative thoughts. <laughs> That's most of people's negative thoughts that they have running in their head all the time. No wonder they're sick and they're sick and, and tired all the time because mm. it's exhausting to go constantly be talking bad about yourself and about everybody else and, and worrying yourself to oblivion. But anyways, um, but I had a client who had that and she, it was at first kind of cool because she can not just feel the energy of different places and, and people, but she can kind of sense their, their emotions through their thoughts. And then it was not cool because now she couldn't turn it off. So um, if you get to a part where it becomes overwhelming, you need to create boundaries where you, you, you get to a natural point in um, your consciousness where you can just basically get into uh, you could do the breathing or just focusing on your thoughts or just clearing out your thoughts. Um, but you're going to need a reset. Like, okay, I clear this out. I'm going to walk through all this huge bustling city with all of these random thoughts. I'm not going to pick up any of their energy. I'm, I'm just blank. I'm going to have a great time. Okay. Because it can be debilitating. If that's a sixth sense that you come into. So, so just, you know, depending on what happens, just gauge with it. Um, it. It could work really well for you if you are hearing certain thoughts or feeling certain thoughts that are negative as a warning of, oh, let's not go here. I'm not really, I'm not sensing anything good or, ooh, something good's going to happen over here. Let's go over here. Everybody's going to get, um, you know, a free meal or extra, extra tickets or whatever. So, it can work out. You can you can use that skill in that way. At the same time, if it becomes overwhelming and it's draining you, you also need to learn the skill of um, emptying out your thoughts and putting clear boundaries for how much you're going to let in. Okay, because it can drain you. Everybody else's negative thoughts, and this is what I do all the time with my sixth sense consultations. People will come through with different sixth senses as they're going into their awakening further. And they're leveling up their energy field further in their ascension process through doing all this consciousness work is different six senses will start coming in that they've never heard of or that they are not familiar with. And then it takes a little bit of adjusting, um, you know, kind of like when we were uh, teenagers and we kind of grew into a growth spurt of our bodies. It takes a little adjusting to kind of learn how to navigate about stumbling and falling all over the place um so that, that's what we're doing with our six senses okay mm -hmm. i actually had a client um two days ago come in um and she really wanted to um it was a hypnosis client she really wanted to kind of get higher in her 
um, spirituality. So we worked on some of the issues that she had in her life. And she didn't really have any relationship issues that were bringing down. It was her viewpoint about society that brought down her frequency. Okay. So, and, and she was empathic, just taking on everybody's energy, taking on society's turmoils, all that kind of stuff was bringing down, it was just sucking all her energy field. Mm-hmm. And so when she got to a point in seeing why she was always so fatigued and exhausted around people and taking on everybody's problems, which aren't even hers, mm-hmm. all her mommy's issues, her brother's issues, her sister's issues, all the society's ramblings about whatever is not working for them. And she's just, you know, it, it, like a TV blaring constantly, negative, 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 negative. And she was taking it in. It was exhausting her and making her sick all the time. And so when she finally, yes, yes. So when she finally recognized that, she's like, oh, okay. And so we set some boundaries up. We did, she did some clearing. She talked to Source. Source gave her some really great ideas for how to set boundaries. um, Because that was her sixth sense was, was she was so empathetic, empathetic that she was literally taking on their problems in her psyche. And it was making her sick. Um, but then they left and they were feeling great. They got the garbage dump on her. They felt great. Next time they have problems, they come back to her and, and garbage dump their problems. And they should be, you know, again. And, and I don't recommend that. So she learned what she was doing naturally that was lowering her frequency. And she learned how to, okay, boundaries. Mm-hmm. And then she emailed me the next day and she said, um, I feel so much better. But I used to have this sixth sense when I was a kid that I would see people's auras. Sometimes I have good like focus, but now I see everybody's aura all the time. Everybody's got a different color and it changes all the time. It's funny. She's like, I walked on the street. This guy's got a yellow aura. This guy's got a purple arrow. And oh, this guy's got a red aura. He's pissed off. Don't go right there. And everybody's had auras just, you know, on all the time. And she's like, is this She's like, this is great. This is great. I know exactly who to talk to, who not to talk to, because I see their auras. And that's her sixth sense that came up once she got rid of her issue of society that was holding down her frequency. And so she's going to get used to that. And then if another sixth sense comes up, she'll need to adjust to that. So we're just constantly, it's, it's more tools in the tool belt. Okay. So, and that's what, that's what's happening to a lot of people. Um, It's nothing to be scared about um, because it's just basically you're raising your energy field. And when you raise your energy field, you come into more of your skills. These are metaphysical skills. (laughs) I think it was super important. The fact that we, that we took some time off because we were, we were feeling a little bit drained, you know, from, Mm -hmm. From, from life in, in, in the city and, and we are very sensitive to, to all of this. Uh, and also when in, in the story that she told about her drawing all the mandalas, it was uh, at a moment that again, we, we had taken a vacation. So it's like you, you drop some, some, some filters perhaps that we have for, for certain experiences or certain mm-hmm. openings. And when you, when you feel safe, when you feel relaxed, you're able to, 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 
to uh, to experience this and to and to and to make it yourself to right yeah in, in that six uh, sense things i don't know how to call them um i experienced so many different things that i don't know it's so hard for me to put them on an on a label or or in like boxes because mm -hmm. i have so many weird experiences and i don't like i i don't know if i can uh, label them as a sixth sense or something like that because well tell me one tell me one of the most strange ones that you've had because i've had i've had different ones so well for example i i have uh, seen um this uh, it was really first of all it was incredible that you asked mm -hmm. for me to be in this interview because when Rafa told me what well, what is your work, uh, I have uh, so many experiences where I when I saw the image of uh, mm -hmm. Maria or Mary, mm -hmm. also Quan uh, Yin, and also um, they appear in my bedroom. I also mm -hmm. saw these white, huge beings around my bed like uh, uh, for example have dreams where um, last year in the 2019 I received a message during my dreams in dreams mm -hmm. where everything happened for me sometimes mm -hmm. and uh, I write it down in the middle of the night because it was like uh, telling me everything that was going to happen in 2020 mm -hmm. and there were there were like these uh, huge light feminine figures that mm -hmm. were talking like telepathically and they were telling me that everyone will see everyone will be aware of what is happening trust don't 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 be scared because you don't have to be the one that is going to tell everything we'll see and yeah. uh, they, i don't know it was like an apocalyptic thing and this happened on december and in march happens all this and i was like mm -hmm. wow this kind of sounds like the dream i have mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know. I have like many, many, many stuff. Yeah. And it's very well, we're all going through a metamorphosis. We're going through metamorphosis. And the caterpillar is always scared and fighting when they know that it's going to go through a metamorphosis ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So, but as it's going through it, it's always scared and fighting, usually. But then once it comes out of it, not all, but not all, it becomes a butterfly, but not all caterpillars are going to fight and be scared. Some are just going to cocoon and just be like, oh, I guess this is what I'm doing. <laughs> and then they come out and they're butterfly like, oh, this is different. <laughs> so there's different ways in which you can experience that metamorphosis. Okay. And you'll learn a lot about yourself and how you deal with um, changes. You know, nothing's nothing's permanent. Everything's always changing, mm -hmm. and there's always going to be positive change too. Not all change is bad. Mm -hmm. Depends on how you see it, how mm -hmm. you see it. So, um, but yeah, 
that's that's the thing. And then the other, you know, the thing also as we get into this higher awareness is there are a lot of children that are coming in that are already in here now who are very, very high frequency. Um, and they also have um, natural abilities as well. So, um, you know, I work with a lot of parents who are trying to um, work with the kids and not subdue the kids' abilities, but at the same time, they're still kids, so they still need their, you know, to get up a certain time to go to school, have the meals, you know, they still need structure, um, and so there's a balance in trying to parent these high high frequency kids, and then also um, kind of support them um, when six senses start coming up, so that they know when is appropriate time to use it and when is not appropriate time to use it. If you're able to interdimensionally see spirit beings or deceased loved ones or whatever, that's a great gift. Don't just start telling people that because it might spook some people. Okay. So, and this is what kids do. They just tell everybody and stuff, but not all adults really want to know that you can see their grandma. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, so if you, yeah, so th- there's, there's a lot of different, different six senses that people come into. Um, and I've been fortunate enough through my Buddhism background to be familiar with many of them and understand the metaphysics behind consciousness and raising consciousness and the six senses that um, get amplified and awaken as you go further into your consciousness um, evolution. Um, I've also seen quite a bit of people have um, experiences with the multiverse as well. So um, where they're not just having their own personal Mandela effects where like, let's say the the dog next door was always a white dog and now all of a sudden the same dog has spots on its body that was never there before. And the owner is going, it's always been there. <laughs> and so they're like, okay. Um, but they're also having, I'm, I'm having clients that also have come into um, ability to, to experience a certain event happening. And then the very next day, they are going to a concert and going oh yeah they they did that song already it was wonderful and they're going no we're going to do this for the first time so almost kind of like time traveling within their consciousness mm-hmm. that's a common um, sixth sense that is coming up for many people in this space um, this the other thing also is being aware of multi multiple versions of themselves and of other people so where they're like, oh, you know, in another reality, you did that. It didn't work out so good. So don't do that. Or because um, I, I was there and it was not good. And they're like, OK, I'll make sure not to do that. So just kind of, you know, and, and so just kind of play with it. Um, don't take it too seriously, because if you take the outer reality too seriously, uh, and you put so much emphasis on the outer reality behaving a certain way, when it completely changes on you, mm. what do you do? Mm. Yeah, you're left felt, yeah, you're left feeling like you have no ground to stand on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I had a client who's like, I was working on this garden, now 
I'm back to the beginning again. <laughs> so, oh, so frustrating. I was well, like, wow. You know what? I, I had um, one, one day uh, a few weeks ago, I was doing, I was doing a, um, a cleanse. I, what's the name? A cleanse? Well, I think it's, it's called yeah, a detox with, mm. with herbs. And I remember one day I was just standing um, near the, the, like outside and I was, I was writing a post. I was going to share something on, on Instagram and like lots of, of very clear information started flowing and I started writing and writing and it was like, wow, this is perfect. This is like, you're in the zone. Wow. It was amazing. And it was like new information that I didn't know, you know, it just clicked many yeah. things for me. And then so I was, you know, so, you know, it's not coming from you because it's totally new to you. Yeah. So all of a sudden you're in a higher frequency and source or somebody is just giving you here's some content. And, and then I, I told her, wow, you don't, you know, I, I was writing this stuff. It was amazing. <laughs> and then I go open the, the cell phone to share, to, to show her what I was writing and the app that I was using to write it, I guess it doesn't auto save. So oh. I get the app refreshed or something. And when I go to show to, show to her, it's like empty. And I was like, oh, yeah. So, but, <laughs> but writing it all, some of it stuck, you know? Yeah, and I, I had like a, a kind of a memory of what I had written. So I started, mm. I, I like, I let it go. And then we went to the beach, I think. And then I, I let it go. And, and in the evening, I came, when we came back, I started writing again. And, and I had like impressions of, of the thing that I was writing. And it was pretty good. It was about frequency and vibration and energy. Mm, it's probably better the second time. Yeah, probably so. But yeah. I mean, it, it, at the very least, what I know is that that information like clicked for me. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, was, uh, I was kind of sad that I wasn't able to, to share it. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but now I'm like somebody else because I didn't know that information. Mm -hmm. or there was like a few loose ends in, in some reasonings for me. And that mm -hmm. information closed the, the, the gap between them and, and closed the circuit. And now I, I understand those things. And, and it's, it's uh, yeah, just that yeah. for myself, it was cool. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, the really cool thing about being in the higher frequencies is that... Um, one, you're open to receiving. And so you're not seeing as, um, as a negative thing. Um, and, and, you know, there's, a, there's a lot of different perspectives on these, these higher beings, whether they're aliens, or whether they're angels, or they're your ancestors, or they're just source, it doesn't really matter. Because it's all connected. It's all one anyways. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just eagle trying to put labels and, you know, measure and all that kind of stuff but it's just like Merritt was saying earlier um it's really hard to express it all because you just have to experience it it's like love how do you describe love as it's going to happen when it's going to happen how how are you going to find all these other things it when you're in that space of being loving and you work on yourself and you're just happy and you just um optimistic and positive everybody sees you and it naturally people just grab if you're dating they just gravitate towards you um it, you know it's, it's like bees to a flower you're blooming and they're like oh i love it i love it i want more of that flower so it's just naturally it's just a natural flow of nature uh when you when you bloom as a lotus mm -hmm. and so it's just something to be experienced it's, like it's all it is it's an experience you start like seeing those 
big energies that rule the universe and it's the masculine and the and the feminine and for me it's so so clear that because sometimes when i when you let go and flow and receive and attract it's like the feminine energy and when you do you think you create is the masculine energy and you need those two energies in this in this world to to experience this this life and to grow and to evolve so for me it happened something very similar in on christmas i was writing something about um mary or maria because my first name is maria so I don't know what is your 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 thoughts about this, but I mm -hmm. I think that Maria maybe it's like a it's not a name, but it was like a, a title. A title. Mm -hmm. So I was writing a post about this that I never write before. I don't know because I I haven't studied this. It's so new to me. Mm -hmm. And then when I I was going to post it, it just disappear so i have this this uh, like thought maybe it was too much maybe it wasn't the time to to write this or to show this to your audience mm. so i was like yeah feminine energy you better don't don't show this uh, just now and it's like these two energies interacting it's like yeah yeah, the like yin and the yang. Yeah, yeah. Male, female, yin, yang. Uh, it's it's a flow. It's a flow. So um, you know, if, if you're too, if you're too one, and not the other, um, then you you may not have. You may be lacking a perspective. But sometimes when it comes to the creative process, because I do this in my book, sometimes when it comes to the creative process, you get the information early, and then you sit on it for a while. And then you, you know, it kind of bakes out on its own and then you start filling in. Um, like when I was doing my, um, I'm finally getting to around to um, finishing book two of my Buddhist mandala series. And I was spending about the last 20 years um, just doing research and just blog writing for fun and all that kind of stuff. But before it happened, you know, all of a sudden one day it was a thought that I never thought about in my life, just kind of boop, popped in my head. And, and I was like, what is this thing about fifth dimensional awareness and unity consciousness? What is unity consciousness? <laughs> like, what is unity consciousness? Okay. And so these concepts, um, you know, or, you know, look at the mandala, look at the mandala again, Vaughn. And I'm like, I've been coloring mandalas my whole life and looking at mandalas and looking at these art murals my whole life I don't understand what the what is the big whoop about it I don't understand it but I just kept having this nagging nagging feeling of go back and look at it from fresh eyes look at it from fresh eyes um, continue to to read the metaphysical research that comes out for your own amusement but keep looking at these from fresh eyes and over the course of 20 years, as I kept going back to the art history of Buddhist mandalas um, and Hindu mythology and looking at the art history, which I looked at a lot because I didn't read any of the books at the monasteries. I just looked at the art murals. I thought they were pretty. 
because they always make him so pretty. Um, especially like the the ones in Southeast Asia, they're always so artistic and pretty. Um, but as I started going back and looking at them over and over again with these concepts of unity consciousness, fifth dimensional, higher awareness, multiverse, these concepts, and then reading 20 years of um, research that was coming out in academia about these different um, studies in meditation and consciousness and the multiverse, et cetera, it started to back each other up. I started to get background to support what I knew, but now I got scientific and medical and, and scientific background to back up my understanding of Buddhist mandalas. And then it, it over the course of the time, it kind of baked itself out. And, and then I was like, okay, now I have the material to finally put together in the book. But for a very long time, I was like, why am I looking at mandalas over again? <laughs> so it kind of happens that way where you're like, I don't get, I don't get it. I don't get it. But um, but sometimes some projects take longer to build out. So just mm -hmm. be open. Mm -hmm. Be open to yeah, it. Yeah, and you're 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 like um, gathering materials mm -hmm. sometime before you you build that thing. So Vaughn, could we go a little bit into couples and five and fifth dimension? Sure, sure, sure. Like how so how can can we? Uh, uh, walk this this path together uh, get the, the the discoveries and and learn to share and and to and to to create intentions together uh, and to create them in a way that we can use the manifestation power on or the the, the fifth dimensional power to uh, of, of each one individually to to like merge and and you know mm -hmm. Well, um, the thing is, when it comes to being higher frequency and continuing to work on leveling up your energy field and um, your consciousness, is that you guys have gotten a taste of this. It, the universe is highly abundant, and so is your creativity. It's almost too much. It's almost, it's almost like, well, where do I start? They have so much. I'm so creative here. I've got all, all this activity here. I, I really like this. I really like that. It's just it's it's a lot you have the opposite problem of you have too much creativity too much inspiration <laughs> um that is like okay how, how do i focus how do i focus okay and that's um a good thing i i um i talk to a lot of writers and um creative professionals who are trying to figure out how to um, use their channeling or use their intuitive insight into different realms and dimensions into writing sci-fi books and short stories and managed manuscripts and putting it into the video games that they make etc cetera, etc cetera. but um, when you're constantly doing this work on yourself to get into higher and higher frequencies and to tune into that Chris, that Christ crystalline consciousness within you, uh, within the source, you get you tap into infinite wisdom and creativity. And so, when when if you're single, um, you will be attracting to you what you are. So if you don't like what you're seeing, work on yourself. <laughs> that's my first that's my first suggestion um if you like what you're seeing you may um have to really focus 
okay? Because you might get a couple of selections that are really, really good, but you have to focus on which one you really like. And usually um, people usually gravitate to the, the, the right one anyways. They'll, they just know that this is the one. Um, it's almost like your favorite pair of jeans or your favorite <laughs> pet or your favorite whatever. It doesn't matter what's going on. It's still always going to be your favorite. It's still, it's still your go-to one, okay? When you feel that, that's when you know, okay, I've, I've found my match. Just, I don't care if there's a million beautiful men or women out there. Um, I'm happy with this one. And this one is the one I want to I want to flourish with. So that's for single people. Now, if you're not single, like you, like you two are, um, or if you're in a, a coupling of some sort, and you're both highly abundant and highly creative, um, you, my suggestion is to one, support each other, but also be practical. Somebody has to be practical, okay? Because you can kind of get so far into the clouds that you forget about practicality, okay? <laughs> you forget to eat sometimes, or you forget to water the plants because you're in your studio all day. You forget to feed the kids, feed the dog, take the dog for walks. It, you, because you're so high in the clouds and you're so creative it's that all of a sudden like eight hours go by really fast and you're like where did the time go by I was sitting there writing my book all day and it just you're, you're just you're in the zone you're in the higher dimensions and when you're in when you're in the higher dimensions in your consciousness time goes faster time goes faster whereas everybody else is running slower but time goes faster for you because you're in those higher dimensions. Mm. So um, sometimes you have to, like my husband has to remind me sometimes, hey, we have some things going on and I have, you have to keep order in your life, have an agenda, have an order, have some guidelines of things that you, you know you must do, some practical things. So you're going to support each other, but then also keep each other on track because it, 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 when you're so highly creative um, and things work in such a flow, um, it's like all the paths just open up and you can be overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And you can also go a couple of different paths, but not go very far because you split off so many different avenues. Mm -hmm. So you might have to focus on just the things that, um, that you like the best, that has the best return for you. Mm -hmm. And focus on really get taking that to the next level and the next level and the next level and kind of say no to the other opportunities. Because you have to focus. You can be a master of a couple things or just okay on a lot of things. Okay. And that's something that you have to really choose. So um, like I paint too, but I'm not really putting a lot of energy into my painting. I put energy into my books because um, that is where I want to finish and kind of take, continue taking to the next level. And um, my husband, he, his hobbies, he likes to play music. And so he had, he started 80s cover band and um, he plays that on the festivals and does really, really good job with it. And um, we help each other in our creative pursuits. We both have full-time jobs as well, but we help each other in our creative pursuits in that, um, you know, I'll take the kids at a certain time so that he, he can take a show 
or he'll take the kids so that I can take a client who has a six sense uh, freak out session in China or somewhere. So I, I need four hours so you can watch the kids. So we'll work our schedules together and we'll support each other so that we both can thrive. And then my husband listens to my interviews and he gives me a, um, suggestions as well about who to interview with, who not to interview with, how to kind of guide um you know, the conversation a little bit so that it's always going to be uplifting and positive. And I do the same thing for him where I um, give him suggestions on, oh, you know, when you're doing this on stage, try doing this, it'll make, it'll, it'll be more engaging or whatever. So we're, con we're like, we're working with each other. There's no fighting over it. There's no argument over creative styles. There's no trying to one up on each other and compete with each other trying to outshine each other that's like a 3d relationship it doesn't work in these higher dimensions in these higher dimensions the relationships just flow together and this is go higher and higher together it's easy right so that's my suggestion for for couples i i see again it's it's a, a balancing of of the two energies mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's possible that that when you are in in this uh, couple dimension <laughs> fifth dimension you feel like the other is reflecting your two energies in you like um equilibrando balancing balancing these two energies in you and you are balancing these two energies in the other one because mm -hmm. sometimes i feel like in our couple i feel like it makes me balance these two things in myself mm -hmm. and this makes our couple run flow like um, easy i don't know yeah yeah so. yeah definitely you want to i mean if if you if you found somebody that is your yang and you're the ying okay it's gonna flow and don't like sometimes It's easy to go, oh, it's not going to work. But instead, just go, okay, let's take a look at it. And why do you think that is a good suggestion? What's something I'm done? And then look at it from different angles. Um, it's, it's, you're like a partnership. You're like a business. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, you, you work cohesively together. And sometimes, I mean, the, my husband will, will make suggestions on some things. And um, You know, and I'll ask him, hey, did you think I was a little bit too rough at that book interview or not? And he listened <laughs> to this or or you know, he'll look at he'll, he does production um, for the, the band. So he'll look at my my videos and I say and, and, and make recommendations like, oh, I'm going to work on different lighting for you. You look too exposed, too overexposed or you look too underexposed or the background looks too dark or whatever. So it's always it we're always tweaking things in motion. Um, When I was doing um, the illustration with my artist for um, book two, this is the proof version, but the real one doesn't have the line there. Um, one of the things that I was uh, grappling with was how much skin do I want to show Tara in? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I was, you know, I would ask my husband, I said, you know, um, you know she's Indian but um and it and it's it's a normal attire but I, I don't want I want to represent her femininity and her be unique to her 
um, but at the same time, not be too provocative. So how much lower can I put that skirt on, on her? So, and he said, um, he said, right to the hip bone. <laughs> so I said, okay, fine, to the hip bone. <laughs> so those are the things that, those are the things that we do. And then um, when I was doing the illustration for Kuan Yin, um, even though she, she has images of her much older, you know, I asked my husband this and, I, and he's like, well, when is, when was it the age when she was, um, you know, at her, at her prime doing her, um, her awakening enlightenment. And I, I said, when she was 16, when her dad exiled her for not marrying another prince. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, we're going to draw her at 16. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of a princess hipster. <laughs> so, um, so, so these these are ideas from bouncing back to one another. Like, what do yeah. you think? Mm-hmm. Even if I know what I want, even if I know what I want, like um, with my Four Noble Truths book with the flower, like I already knew what I want. I'll still ask him, "What do you think about this?" And he'll and he'll look it over and he's and he'll say, "Well." I like it. It's pretty good, but maybe maybe um, 1.5 font for the paragraphing because um, some people want to write something between the words, and it's easier to read for <laughs> for print. So I'm like, hmm. Let me look at my demographics, and I'm like, oh, okay, it works with the demographics. All right. So you you see how easy it is to just kind of have a conversation. I'm not taking it personal. I'm not taking it personal. It's not hurting my feelings. I'm just going, well, it's a different perspective. Let me look at that. And some and sometimes they'll go, no. I looked at it, I said no. And otherwise, <laughs> other times I'll go, well, ah, it doesn't hurt. Okay, let's try it. Let's try it. Yeah. So and I do that with his band as well. So um and, and I give recommendations as well. And 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 that's really how mm. a higher frequency relationship is. There's there's no trying to bully each other into something else there's no trying to push your opinion onto somebody else there's no trying to um you know compete against somebody else like oh if you're really successful i have to be more successful in my career you know um all all of those kind of things there's no like even if um even if things aren't working out you know because i i i have friends who asked during the you know, pandemic, because we, you know, we have careers that are susceptible to um, kind of downsizing. So we always talk about the worst case scenarios. What if the worst case scenario happens? What happens? Um, And we're, we're like, well, then we just downsize. We just simplify our life. We just downsize. And we just, you know, um, work, go into a smaller house. Everything um, is much more refined. And live our life that way it's not a biggie Mm -hmm. if if things change to shrink or to expand or to shrink or whatever our identity is not attached to how big our house is or how small our house is or you know whatever so uh we're the same people we're just moving along with the changes of reality Mm -hmm. so um but for some people that is a big big thing Mm -hmm. uh they, they will fight for blood just to just over over um losing uh their livelihood in the different in different areas of the life so you know and those things are going to happen 
Hmm. Things are going to happen that's out of our control. It might be a pre-life plan that is set that we set for ourselves as a challenge to overcome. Uh, we don't know, but th- unforeseen things are going to happen in in relationships, and how you address it together is telling of your consciousness level. And if you're a higher frequency, a higher consciousness, you're going to kind of like water, meander through it much more smoothly without trying to be the ice and trying to all over trying to get through the cracks, mm-hmm. okay? That's the type of relationships, these higher energy relationships um, flow uh, through discourse and adversity. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Now, so, so yeah, lots of collaboration is, is what I hear. Um, and and, and uh, of acknowledging, acknowledging that the other person perhaps is holding uh, a certain balance of, of the energy that one is, is holding and that that other perspective will, will necessarily uh, inform one's own and and even complement it and 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 help it improve. Perhaps mm-hmm. your husband would 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 suggest something uh, that that would perhaps you would say no to the suggestion, but that suggestion would would spark another idea inside mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, that. yeah. Be open it. Don't just be be open to it, but at the same time, be practical because we have a tendency to get so far in the clouds that we <laughs> forget to put our feet on the ground. And oh yeah. There's some practical aspects to this that we have to think about as well. So uh, just kind of like earlier when we, when you had the discussion about charging for your services, mm. um, that's the practical aspect of it. Yeah. Okay. Because you're not going to be able to keep the retreat going if you don't charge for your services. Mm. And people aren't going to want to come if it's you can't afford to make it a pleasant experience. <laughs> so there's some practical aspects of, um, of how you create your reality as well. Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> well would you like to add something else no i think we are good uh-huh. <laughs> okay well I, I always end with the last message message from source in all my book mm-hmm. interviews if i may so um i do these hypnosis sessions which are both online and also in person and i've done plenty of online hypnosis sessions and they work exactly the same you get the source uh, consciousness come through you can speak to your deceased loved ones you can speak to anybody in creation um, get answers to all your questions so um, but when I do them I get the same message from source from um, universal consciousness and everybody it's the same personality or being I talk to so over the years I just put it into this one simple message, um, which is what source wants everyone to know, which is that you've always been enough. Use the gift and resources all around you to create a life that you want to experience, a life full of joy and love. And the spirit world will nudge you through synchronicity and you can do it. So take that with you guys and have have fun creating with the 5D energies. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> that was right. really, really beautiful. Thank you so much, Vaughn. Uh, would you like to, to share where people can find you? Yes. Yeah, so all of my 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 books and my podcasts and materials is on my website, which will be on the show description as well, which is Merkaba, 
chakras like your seven chakras.com so merkaba chakras.com and if you have a sixth sense that you don't know how to work with um or that you don't know how to place an understanding for go ahead and hit me up i have plenty of people that I do sixth sense consultation with um and i just quickly consult with you get you on your way until the next time it happens of a new one and Thank and you. i i'm i'm very drawn to not only to the books that i really want to read them but also to the idea of the hypnosis hypnosis sessions uh I, I'm feeling I'm feeling very much like a, an affinity of of working with you, so maybe we we can talk about that uh, at some other point. Sure, uh, sure. We'll put it on the calendar. Yeah, and well, this has been great fun. Uh, I hope we can we can do it again uh, in a in a uh, very soon. Uh, I want to to thank, of course, you, Von, and and I want to thank you, Mer, for for joining us. Uh, this was her first podcast, and. And she, she, no, no, you don't need to be sorry. It was, it was, yeah, it, was it was good energy. It's good energy, the two of you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I want to thank everybody for joining us. Everybody that's watching uh, for, for, for being there during this, this process for me, creating a podcast as, as Vaughn knows as well. It's a, a very nice experience and, and starting to, to get uh, responses and communications with the audience. is also amazing. So I'm, I'm really happy to be on this on this journey, and and I thank both of you to and, and all the audience for for joining and and being part of this. So thank you very much. Thank you for the invitation. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. <laughs>